You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, you're going to have to excuse me this week if I cough. Um, my voice starts going. Remember at the end of last week's show where my voice started to go? Me? No, yes. I don't. I can't remember back that far. So this week I, I wasn't paying that close attention. So last week at the end of the show, my voice started to go, and then this week I was down with a cold all week, and I, st- I still have it. So I may sound croaky and I may start coughing. You might cough. Yes, it might be unprofessional. But you're you have survived to live <laughs> another day. Yeah. So this is uh, after the show number sixty six, and it is actually Saturday, April the eighteenth. Not Monday, April the 20th, as I wrote on that. <laughs> you were prepared for us to backwards. be late. Yeah, so um, the movie we're looking at this week is The Day the Earth Stood Still, and that's the 2008 version uh, on Blu-ray disc. Uh, it's a 2008 movie, and it's also the remake of the 1951 movie of the same name. 53. It says 1951 on this disc. Mm. Why do you say 53 ever- before as well? Because I was pretty sure it was. I could be wrong, but I just this always is thought it was 1951. Hmm. I always thought it was 1953, and I have no idea why. Okay, it's not 1953. <laughs> it's 1951. Um, but it's a remake of the 1951 movie that you might be familiar 1953 with. 1953 from Doctor Who that we watched today, where he goes back and the woman in the wire, the television on the coronation day, that's what stuck in my mind. Well, there you go. <laughs> so that is completely wrong and unrelated. Um, semi-related. Still aliens. But wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so... This uh, Blu-ray disc is... Well, it came out on Tuesday the 7th of April, which was a week ago. And it's from our friends at Fox, and you're going to tell us what it's about if they don't already know. It is a, it's a message movie, first of all. So it's, it's basically a vehicle to send a message to humankind to not destroy the Earth. But the premise is um, an alien or otherworldly force lands on Earth and... In the form of a dude and a big giant. Um, he's not a. They call him an auto, automaton or something. Oh, what? Automaton. <laughs> what automaton. Yeah. Automaton. He's like a big robot, but he's kind of mm. like a weird organ. I mean, he's really cool in this one, but in the original, he looks like a robot. Yeah. And uh, they've got these orbs that are landing on the planet, and then the guy is like appears to be human he's actually an alien kind of roaming around interacts with the woman her stepson and basically the, the way i would describe it is he's like a bureaucrat in my opinion like an assessor an, or an intergalactic inspector. bureaucrat yeah like an inspector who's coming here to to reassess the situation to finally decide if indeed humankind is going to be wiped off the planet so that the planet then can thrive again it's kind of like Spraying down your tomato plants in the middle of the summer, you know, you got those little vermin on there. So uh, that's basically what I think. And then, as he interacts with this woman and other people, to see the other side of humans and maybe or maybe not change his mind and call off the uh, gort. <laughs> the that's gort. it. The gort, which so, is my favorite part mm, of the whole movie, by the way. So yeah, let me. Um, it's awesome the way they so made gort. Let me get to this movie. Uh, the day the earth stood still. Yep. We'd, I was showing you the cover of this earlier this week, and I said, doesn't that look like a really poor cover? But now I've seen the movie, it's actually a really it's, good cover. Yeah, it's really good. Because that could have been Keanu Reeves' face there, and that would have sucked. It's real. I like it. Yeah, I do like because it. Because it's a little throwback to old-fashioned movie, anyway, movie <clears throat> covers. So the movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Now, 
I want to express my opinion here. I am a sucker for end of the world movies. I love the day after tomorrow, Armageddon, anything like that where something's going to, like, I love it when it's going to be an asteroid that hits the Earth. And or, this, zombie, or zombies. Or, yeah, something that's like, it's hopeless. Only Bruce Willis can save the day. Something like that. <laughs> so, this was like, I'm all over this movie. And when it started, I was still all over it. Oh, this doesn't sound and like it's going to end well. And then about 15 minutes into it, I start... Well, let me just say, I think it's actually a bad movie. Like... I, I didn't enjoy, I watched the 1951 version this week which is included with the Blu-ray which is great Excellent. a separate disc with that movie on and I infinitely preferred that one it's an excellent movie <clears throat> that's actually an excellent the 1951 yeah, one it's excellent I watched it a few months ago so and this, I'd never seen it and I was blown away by how kind of so ahead yeah. of its time it was and now when you watch this one I'm kind of with you I wasn't really I, no let me just explain why oh, sure, sure. I didn't so, one, I was intrigued by... Well, one, I already kind of knew the story, so it kind of took away some stuff from me there. Because it, re- it doesn't deviate loads from the original. It's just kind of done in a different modern, modern way. Yeah. Anyway, so that kind of took the tension away from me because I kind of knew how it was going to go. Like Two, the, it's something to do with the cast. I didn't like anybody. Like, I... I didn't care about the the woman and the kid and I, who, who were the main focus characters. Kind and you of, don't dislike her. You don't dislike. No, I like her. And, yeah, and and but nobody kind of gel. It didn't feel like what for whatever reason I didn't gel with anybody. And I also didn't feel that I didn't really. You know, when Gort's like firing his things and blowing all the crap up, I just wanted to watch him blow crap up. Yep. Which totally. is the I shouldn't be feeling that, should I? I don't, you know, I'm supposed to be like in sympathy of all the the earth, us, yeah. right? But I wanted to see no. him blow them all up yeah, and, and melt them all. And so there's something wrong there because I'm looking at it from the wrong side. No, I agree with <laughs> you 100%. Because just like we've mentioned, you know, from the Matrix, the idea that humans are like a disease and we're just wretched and we suck all the resources and we're going to choke the life out of it. I completely agree. And actually, I mean, I'm a player in that, so I'm not I'm not saying I live a green life. I don't at all. I say we collectively suck as an organism, and I'm totally <clears> in that movie. That's what I'm wanting to happen. Like, yes, wipe us out. I want to see the Earth without humans. I want to see them all gone. So, I'm with you that the tension of trying to possibly get this to stop I'm not into that, so it's hard for me to... But I, then when you watch Armageddon, you want him to save the planet. Yeah. But what the first 20 minutes or so of this, where it kind of... It unfolds very quickly. Very quickly, and that's where I had a problem with like the development quick. of the team you, and the... Do you know one, one of the things was, like, they get this team of scientists together, so it's kind of like Armageddon in that way. They, they get all these and drag them in. And then they go, listen, this is what's happening. There's this thing in the in orbit, and it's going to hit the Earth. And then they go, oh, how long? Oh, what is it, like 12 minutes? 78 min- minutes. 78 minutes. What, like, why didn't you get them in a week <laughs> before? It's like Because they changed their... Uh, yeah, they had exactly. explanation for that. But the thing is, also, how long did they dilly-dally for the last three hours? They could have sped things up, but... Yeah, there, were, there was things that... But then... So I was enjoying that part, because I didn't know how it was going to go. I mean, I, I knew from the other movie, but not... 
So they were getting assembling this team of scientists, briefing them on what was going down, and then nobody had any ideas really. Here's my question: uh, What happened to those scientists after the first Nothing. time we meet? Nothing. They were them? just a tool. We to... meet them. We kind of introduce. They say, "I'm a physicist. I'm a this. I'm a biologist. I'm a whatever." When she's on like this helicopter taking them off like unexpectedly, and then that's it. There's no like follow up. There's no like seeing mm-hmm. the team in action or anything like that. So it's all very much like let's go 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 to get to the. Yeah, to the exactly. Heart of it. So I was enjoying this part. I was enjoying them assembling the scientists. Showing them because that always adds a builds attention for me. Like you know, oh, oh, right, there's this thing going to hit the earth. I didn't know how they were going to do it exactly. And then the thing comes in the middle of Central Park. And, Big orb. And you know, not really spoiling anything because this happens right at the beginning. Um, this big thing delivers Keanu Reeves to to the earth. And then there's these scenes where the government take Keanu Reeves and they're interrogating him and stuff I really like that part mm-hmm. but as soon as he got out of there out of the government because he gets out of there I, I, it all started falling to pieces for some reason for me like it it was I actually truly think what you said in the beginning is the reason because everything that leads up to us wanting him or their race or their whatever they, he represents a a group of other civilizations he says now what we're supposed to want is for us to be saved and for us to live in harmony or whatever the case is, but not annihilate us, you know. But you, I never think that. All I can think is you're gonna what what the movie does, what the movie's supposed to do, what the the thing is in this world is show this guy the better side of humanity, right? All I'm thinking is if he walks around any city for five minutes. He's not going to be reinforced about how great humanity is. He's going to be like, let's speed this up because they suck. So that really took... It wasn't a fantasy they thing. They didn't develop... Because I'm, I'm not on the side of green environmentalists who say we want to, you know... We should do better to save the Earth. I think we should just slowly, slowly knock ourselves out of existence and then, then leave it to be. And when he said things like at, like at the beginning, oh, there's this meeting of... Like a council the of UN. people, they're they're it's all, the UN, right? Already meeting to talk about no his meeting. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and when, he's going back he to give them the report. Yeah, That's like the thing. so when he mentions that there's this organization of people or other species and stuff that are having this meeting to discuss the fate of planet Earth, I wanted to see things like that. I wanted oh, to yeah. see that, but like it never. And the like he says at one point, you know, planet Earth is one of the few planets in all of existence that can support a variety of life forms. Well, then I wanted to say I wanted to go and I was like, oh, I want to hear, I want to know about that. Like, yeah. how many planets are there in this in this fan in this sci-fi scenario and stuff? But it cuts really. It's really a message movie. That's why I started out saying it. It's a message. It's, it's to real ham fisted message too. Yes. And it, it, Take you, care it of all, the Earth. He even just says the message straight to you in dialogue. But it never even says what the problem is. We don't... It's not like in The Fifth Element where she's looking through all the horrible things mankind have done to each other, you know, so you get an idea. No, it's just the the problem is... It's not like in one of my recommendations where the environment is being raped by humanity. It's not that. It's just this vague, we're horrible... we kind of know. Right, but I'm saying as a story, it never illustrates to us specifically. No, it just shows you a couple of news clips of fighting and just people being... Well, that's be- that's what's happening because of the alien thing. Right. That's just a... Re- but I'm saying 
we don't get any solid, you know, what is this consortium of other species looking at to decide we need to be eradicated. But now on the flip side, I did like, I enjoyed it because I like the, what I like better about the first one was it just appears. There is no like, oh my God, this thing's going to hit the earth. It was just boom, it's there. That I love because it was more mysterious. There was no government involved until it is there. And then you're you got to deal with it. So I don't like the idea that we've been planning for it. We've been building this because th- all of a sudden they have like a big giant box to hold Gort in. They didn't even know Gort existed. All of a sudden they have this big huge thing where they can hold him at the bottom of some big with giant a, shaft. Like which, a, how like would that a big have existed? Kiln. Yeah, exactly. Like a kiln, right? So I don't like all of that. Um, the heavy hand of the government. Also, it's like in. really, really <clears throat> now. Not to be absolutely down on this movie because it is pretty entertaining. It is entertaining, yeah, and it I actually good. think that um, the special effects are actually really good. I, th- I don't think any of it looks hokey. It looks no. really good, and there's like the moments where the sphere appears, and it just looks like it's not. It's not like something I've seen in other movies no, either. It's when quite it's coming different. up out of the water and yeah. stuff. I mean, all of it looks right. There's one weird scene that looks bad. Where he's standing in the forest, and you can tell it's a yeah, bad I green screen. Yeah, that was screen. the worst. Like, like, one little clip, like, they couldn't have shot, like, they didn't get that well, shot. Well, there's that scene, which is, like, a nothing scene. And then there's a scene, like, where a truck gets, like, eviscerated. And that just looks amazing. Yeah, like, it did look and, really good. And so does the sign blowing up, and, and a whole, you know, something getting leveled. All that stuff, look, you know, it's all proper big CG. Yeah, and that's another my problem with the movie. There's not enough destruction. Because I really like it when... Like, even movies that aren't great, like... Um, what's the Tidal Wave movies? The two of them. Both of those. They're not great. The one with Morgan Freeman as the president. Deep and, Impact. Yeah. They're not great movies, but the idea that loads of stuff gets demolished and, like, millions of people get... See, and, and like, Independence <laughs> Day. Yeah. You like... Independence Day, the best parts of the movie is when it, they just yeah. absolutely when obliterate. When France is, yeah. or Paris is, like, obliterated well, that's, um, and stuff. Armageddon. Right, when, exactly. Yeah, you know... That is a What's good thing. With, to... Something's wrong with us because we like to see. <laughs> but this one does have its share of and ever. What, was, what, what I was getting at was special effects are good. Um, all the way through. The only thing that was lacking for me was the story. It felt rushed and just. It really felt rushed. Like and and then when it when it did get going, it kind of ground to a halt for me. Like it when they were running around. In the car with the son and the woman. I was bored at them parts. I was like, really, a movie of this big scale, like, you know, because it's real big scale at the beginning, comes down to like, you know, 20 minutes in the middle of it of Keanu Reeves, Jennifer Connelly and Will Smith's son driving around in a car with some dialogue stuff, which wasn't very good anyway. Well, it doesn't last 20 minutes. I mean, they get out, they have to do something in the forest. Yeah, but all that stuff is, none of that lived up to like, what I was thinking, my you know, I was waiting for destruction and stuff. And you do get some, but you'll get more of... Because the premise of the movie isn't that. It's about saving everyone. I know, and that we need to change our attitude, so you can't expect... Constant. And I thought the third act was really... What are we, ba- in film school? <laughs> oh. What is this, film class? Third act? Yeah, I thought the third... Well, what, what no, you mean? call it what you want, I'm just saying. You never call it the that. Th- no, I do. The third... The end. I thought the end was really bad. Like I, I didn't like the end at all. 
Well, we don't talk about what happens, right? No, All but right. you know what I mean. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I didn't like what... Not what happened. I just didn't like the way it was done. It just didn't seem... None some of it elements, lived... It kind of... Yeah, it fizzled of the, out at the end. Some of the best elements from the original movie aren't in this one. And that's one of the things I was looking forward to. And you have to watch them both so you'll know, but... That I would, there are certain bits of dialogue, even interaction, and for me, the woman in the first one, I totally loved her, I, and the guy too. Both, I mean, I when I watched it, I'd never seen it before. I watched it once. I got it from what was it, Blockbuster Online when I was getting a bunch of that kind of old movies and stuff, and I was just like, like this, like staring with my jaw. I was supposed to be sleeping, and I was like, and obviously, awesome. I mean, they're both really intriguing, and the but obviously, the first strong. one is real hokey. It's people in. Crappy suits. And I don't consider it hokey because it is what it it's is. It's got a message, time. but like to people, of, like if you show it to kids and stuff of today, they'd probably be like, "Oh, what's this crap?" Well, then you need to tell them stop it because they need to put it in perspective. It was 1951, as you've pointed out. It's a lot of difference. 50, oh, obviously, yeah. Well, it's but, a long um, time ago. So, 58 years. Like a remake was valid at this point, I think, and I think they did a semi-good job. I don't feel that it was great. And I, I was did, really looking forward to that one. I, needed, I think I needed a little more cynicism. A little more of... Like, I didn't really like Kathy Bates' character as the Secretary of Defense and her sort of hardballing everything and wanting to really... I didn't like it at all. Destruct everything. Whatever it was. You know, you're, you're not leaving here. And I did like... I love his the character of the dude. He's an, he's an alien, right? But he's in Keanu Reeves' body. And he's just very matter-of-fact about everything, and I really like that. When the guy says to him, when she says stuff to him like, blah, 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 our planet, and he just looks at her, your planet? And then you start going, oh, right, we're not a maybe, <laughs> you know, we are just a little nothing. And so I like those, it brings out certain things, but I didn't like the whole government, like with E.T., you know, it's the, the most wretched part of the movie, when the government swoops in and they, like, put the tent over everything, and you just feel this oppressed... What do you what do you do? You don't know what to do. I said there was you have a scene. no idea. I said there was a scene in this that reminded me of E.T. It did. Any, in any movie, <laughs> sci-fi movie, when they put up a portable corridor that's like a... Um, Tent, like... What do they call it? Like a biological... What? Yeah, a no clean room or something. Yeah. When they put one of them up and it's a white corridor, I always think of E.T. It's like... And then people with those hazmat suits on, it's always E.T. It also reminded me a little bit of... What was the movie that I watched also recent... Not recently, but... um. It's not the one where they go to the town and everybody's been dying. And it starts out with this, too. They can put a team together. It's from the 70s. They put a team together and they go in their suits and they're walking around this town. And it's not the China syndrome, is it? Or some syndrome. Is it the China syndrome? I don't know. But it's really good. Who's in it? I don't remember. It's like super, super Jane Fonda. Uh, no, she's in the Meltdown one, wasn't she? Yeah, that's that Meltdown one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is the China Syndrome, I believe, isn't it? I can't remember. That sucks. You've got IMDb, but it's not the big deal. I'm just saying, that's one of those movies that I'm also totally... It's not about aliens or anything, I don't think. No. Just, <laughs> this is a great discussion. It's a movie you have no idea. You know that movie with those people in it. And that, yeah, it's one of, that movie with those people about that thing? It's yeah, just like this. It's just really like good. <laughs> So somebody's gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. So in general, it's um, I was kind of I was looking forward to this because I like these big spectacle movies. Uh, I'm like you know these type. I, I really do like them, and this is one of them. 
But all, Gord's awesome. I mean, that's my favorite part of the but whole But I was movie. thinking when I when I was watching, I was thinking I really like the day after tomorrow a lot more than this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, and that wasn't great. But I was thinking, oh, I kind of like that one because I, I don't know that what that one. The, see, this one, the vibe of this one also reminds me of um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the old mm. one. Yeah, I've never seen that one. The that's kind one. of a vibe. There's some vibe about it, and this is quite. A, it feels different, doesn't it? It doesn't feel like. An, you don't kind of know... If you didn't know anything about that old one, you wouldn't know where this was going, really. I don't think. No, which is good, but we've told them now, so we've ruined <clears> it. <throat> no, I don't mean... <laughs> I mean, if you, if you if it's your first experience of the day, the Earth still, it might be a lot better than what I'm thinking. I'm not sure about that. I, I don't, I've not... You mean because you're comparing it or because you had just actually no main Cause, plot cause, points? Because, like I say, a lot of the tension in the new one is gone because you kind of know what's going to happen mm. from the even though the, like I said the original is not the same but you still know you've got let's be honest not a lot head. of things do happen there's a lot of talking and running around we know from the beginning that he is an alien there's no mystery there at all it's in the first no. five minutes um, we know this orb is there and Gort nothing truly does happen except for reactions to it that's it. There is no, like, they try to fire at it, and they try to blow it up. I mean, of course, you know, same thing as in every movie, even Fifth Element, where uh, they try to blow That was up getting at the, um... The futile how, like how nothing we uh, are. How we also, like, fire and don't, Fire first, don't ask questions. Because at the beginning, when yep. she gets blood on her... Somebody shoots somebody for Somebody no shot reason. for no reason at all, like, like nothing. It is, so. it's a commentary, like I said. Message, that's message, all. Message. That's what it is, though, isn't it? And it's, it's not a, delivery a subtle system commentary. For a night. No, no. It's just here's the here's the message. We'll say it as well halfway through, just in case you missed what we're trying to get at. And people can complain all they want about Independence Day because people do. They say it's crap. It's really stupid. No, but I'll tell you what. It's good. The aliens are the best aliens, almost of any movie, except maybe Alien. They're very predator-like. They them. all they're coming but. is. For is that they're gonna suck us dry and and leave and I, I appreciate I, that's that. That's what I liked. Yeah, I do. I, I like that's that. That's what I did like about and that. Predator. Love Predator. He's fantastic because he's just a headhunter. He's <clears> but like what a, I liked about Independence Day was that that um, they weren't coming to make friends with us or they anything. just come in to wipe us out. That's it. Yeah, even Wait. in that movie though, they they show a no. No, they're still. They're still going to wipe us out at the end. No, I mean, uh, I'm talking about showing the reason that made me want to save humanity. Mm. Now, that's the difference between this movie and then. Maybe I was more, maybe I'm more cynical now than maybe I was you, then. Maybe you care about Will Smith rather than his son. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm There's the uh, link I liked the Will Smith. I did. I liked Will Smith. I liked... Um, Randy Quaid. I liked the president. Dennis. No, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, yep. Yeah. It's funny that how different, you know... Different takes on... Because they're all... The way I feel about the characters makes a huge difference and that's in how what I it, feel about them. And that's them. what it is with this movie, I think. I don't think... I don't think it's miscasting, because I couldn't think of other people I... No, I think no. it's just the movie in general, the way it is. Whoever you drop into it, because of the way it's constructed and there's like little backstory to anybody... Yeah, I don't it's a think little, you care. It's a bit of a chop shop of a movie. Totally. And like, if they're trying to pay homage to the 1950s Space Invader movies, where they are like that, it's very cut and dry and bing, bam, boom, and fair enough, but it's not 1950. It is 2009. So you take the idea, mm. 
you pay a couple of um, tributes to the original movie throughout. Obviously, you're telling the same story, but then you bring it, give it some style. It doesn't have much style either. It's a very straightforward telling story. It's got story. a style as in it looks like it cost a lot of money. Yeah, very like glossy, but it doesn't have any special, like they could have given it a bit of look of, I don't know, it didn't have any... If you like a grit big, or anything to it, it was very glossy. It was totally like a product. Yeah, that, that's what it was like. It was has a lot of good individual moments though that look kind of awesome. Yeah, but I, I say none of the special effects looked bad. Um, some people will probably say Gort looks bad because what the hell is that thing? No, but, I think he's awesome. No, I think some people might think like, why is that not like something yeah, better looking? Huge, than, yeah, but he's huge, which I really love. In, in the original movie, he's not. He's just the size he's just of a, a big man. man with a red. Like right, asylum. but in this one he's really huge, and I love I love that. But um, and I love that at any sign of violence at all or aggression, he kicks into gear and uh, like squashes. He was just a bodyguard. That's all he was. Like he didn't in- instigate anything. He was just there till any action around him. He would just. Zzz, zzz, yeah. zzz. I loved when uh, they were pointing the little laser dots at Keanu Reeves, and he looked down and he kind of like captured the thing about him is he has like. Like an electrical thing, he can connect with machines and electricity and use that. Psychic, I think. But anytime he grabbed, like, yeah, those things on his head, so we could use that electrical connection to tap into all the cameras and everything. But he takes those red dots, and all of a sudden, he's got control of the ends of the dots and the stream of the laser beam, and then uses that against him. And I just I feel I like, like he could like probably that. just do anything. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I mean, he's like a middleman. He's not even the guy who's coming. He's just here to like. If anything gets in his way, he has to move it aside and very matter-of-factly say, you know, in the bigger picture, your species, unimportant. And I do like when somebody asks him, like, you know, what what should we do? Should we stay and fight or should we run away or whatever? And he says, you should do neither because nothing will... Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, it's like, <laughs> you you are just nothing. Like, we, yeah. you know, if we want it this place, we're taking it. That's it. So there was menacing moments about it where I, where I was like, wow, that's, that'd be cool. It would, I just wish it would, you know. I just be wish. a little more gritty, a little more ballsy, yeah. and destroy <clears throat> a little bit more of the earth. So let's uh, move, move on to the cast of the movie. We've You're got, drying up, aren't you? We've got Keanu Reeves <laughs> as Klaatu. Um, Klaatu from the original movie. Yeah, excellent. Um, so yeah, they reprised him. Now got quite a lot to say about Keanu Reeves because I watched uh, all three Matrixes for the 50th time or something <laughs> this, this past few weeks and he's not a good actor I don't I, I can't say you know when you you know when there's some actors that are not that good but then you go wow but remember him in yeah where he was really good yep there isn't even one of them for me for <laughs> Keanu Reeves I can't go oh do you remember him in Pulp Fiction because he wasn't in that but you know something good like that I don't remember Keanu Reeves in anything. I actually think he was he was a different he did a different kind of a thing and was good in Point Break. I actually think it mm. was a different kind of character. He played it fine. He was, but he was a young dude. There was no stiffness or whatever. I don't know what his deal was on that one, but I thought Point Break was pretty average. Myself. I know, but him. I'm talking about him, and he wasn't mm. stiff, and he wasn't the neo guy. I'm thinking of something. He's never done any beefy roles, though. So. No, he hasn't. He's not, and that's the point. Is, is it Constantine? You know. Yeah, it's all. It's all exactly. You know what you're going to get. And in this movie, he plays somebody who 
It, if, if, it works perfectly, that's all yes. I'm trying to say. Yes, that's all you had to say. It's because he doesn't need to act. He has to kind of act. He does have to act, but he has to act very emotionless and straightforward. He just says the things. And he's new to the body and the, the world. Same as, so. The same as he is as Neo, because he doesn't act particularly well as Neo either. It's very... He just delivers his stuff and he does action scenes. In this one... He doesn't particularly do action scenes, but he just says the stuff, doesn't he? There's no... He doesn't have to... But his presence does do something for a part like this, I have to say. Because he is... And not because he's Keanu Reeves. I mean, his mannerism, the way he... And it's not the way he's going to act in everyday life. So he knows how to bring this kind of thing to it. So I like that about him in this role, particularly. He can do that. I think, that I'm saying, I think he was the perfect casting. And he wasn't originally going to be it. They were going to get some unknown person according to the thing. So oh, yeah. I'm glad they really, I'm glad they got him. Then there's Jennifer Connelly as Dr. Helen Benson. Um, I think it could have been anybody. Yeah. And when they were kind of touting her up in the extras, saying, oh, she brings so much to the role and she's, I totally disagree because she's just a woman who's running around and uh, she's, you know, she's mourning the loss of her husband in and a, a she year has ago. A, even the emotional scenes I didn't connect with. See, that's one of the things. Like even when she was, there's a real emotional scene where she's being emotional with the kid. I didn't buy it at all. Like the I was, kid, I did, but not her. Yeah, not her at all. It's just <clears throat> she's see, a little too like. I like her. Vulnerable. Could have been anybody, and, and that's what they wanted, wasn't it? But even in the original movie, the woman was tougher, in a way, because she... I guess because when I'm watching a 1951 movie, and this woman seemed to me quite progressive for the day and age, so that I, I kind of attribute more strength to her than Jennifer Connelly in 2009 doing a movie, or 2008, where she's just really average. She's a... Uh, forget what she's called. Some kind of biological scientist or something. Yeah. That part kind of falls short for me, too. That's just a total tool to get her in a position. In the first one, they didn't have to make the woman anything to do with science. She just happened to be there because her son meets the dude and everything, you know. So I didn't like that. And I think that kind of took away from me appreciating her. I do like her, Jennifer Mm -hmm. Connelly, in one of my recommendations this week. And in Beautiful Life. Fantastic. Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen it's a beautiful Obviously life. Obviously, your mind. Is, yeah. <laughs> this could be all constructed in my mind right now. Yeah. Maybe I don't really do a podcast every week with my husband. Maybe, uh, maybe you've been. You should go and talk to Canaries in the Matrix then, because that's what that one's about. So and then there's Kathy Bates as the Secretary of Defense. Um, I think she was like mm, Kathy Bates. Just yeah. That that was real. I thought that was actually a miss. Almost. They said they oh we had to make the Secretary of Defense character up. To give it some more urgency. I don't think they needed to at all. And every scene that she was in, I was like, God, this is boring. She's just going to blab on about... Power. And then she just sits there and she tells somebody this, tells somebody that. She uses the Microsoft Swidgy thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this good product. And it's a real product placement. Oh, yes, I knew you were going to say that. There's a moment where they give Jennifer Connelly a uh, plastic baggie with her personal effects in. And she puts it down on the on a bed to to organise it all. And the cell phone is just on the boot up screen, just so happens to be on the boot up screen that says whatever it says. LG. LG, yeah. <laughs> and then there's Microsoft Vista logos on the back of every monitor in the thing. There's the what that thing that's a real thing, the touch surface. Yeah. You move the 
they show you that. There's some other stuff, a vehicle. Vehicles, stuff, yeah, it's yeah. a real product. But, you know, a movie of this big money. McDonald's. Oh, my. Oh, my God. They actually, oh, my God. <laughs> Could they have, and there was no reason. No, absolutely no reason no. at all. Okay, let's explain this. It could have been a shitty that, little cafe. He has to go meet with somebody. He has to and meet with somebody, and they drive into the car park, and... She even says it. The... Yeah, well, she doesn't have to say it, because no. this is what I'm getting at. Listen. Oh, yeah. Driving into the car park, it's a shot of the front of the car with them in the windscreen, looking right at them, and as the car drives in... You see their faces, and the big McDonald's arches kind of reflect in the windscreen. You, it's obvious where they are. And she goes, McDonald's? And he goes, yeah, whatever. And then they go inside, and they all have to have their little meals. They have the, their cups with the yeah. meals. Oh, my God. Yeah, that I was, was like... that. Actually, I think my respect for the making the movie just went, like, plummet. It's yeah. Fox, for Christ's sake. They don't need however much money McDonald's gave them. However, In m- fact, that scene, if we're going to talk about actual filmmaking and storytelling... Because of the context of that scene, he's meeting with someone as an older gentleman. That would have made so much more sense if it would have been in a small kind of crappy Raggedy little cafe or, or, or yeah, a little ca- if they're going to meet in a public place, yeah, yeah. go to a little cafe where it's like a little diner or something like that. It would make so much more sense and not shove in your face the reminder that hey, after the movie, kids, we're going to McDonald's. I mean, oh my god! Now I'm mm. doing it now with our talking to people and they're going to go, hey, I'm going to drive through McDonald's. But still, it's so obnoxious. Yeah, there's definitely, it's product placement. There's more Big than, time. Yeah, big time. I mean, at least the LG phone, she didn't go, hey, here's my LG phone. <laughs> I mean, it was just laying there. It's like, not the Truman Show. If my phone was laying there, it would just, you would see the logo too. But the McDonald's thing, oh my God, I was like, holy crap. And vehicles, they, they, they even made a point of saying, they showed the vehicle really close up driving down the road. And I think it was a Honda. And then they showed the front grill of it with this with the symbol. And then the police radio said, "We're looking for a silver Honda like that." You know, as you was kind of looking at it, and I was thinking, <laughs> "I know that that's the Honda logo or whatever it was, Hyundai or whatever it was." I don't need you to say it as well. You know, it was like it's really it was, obnoxious now that you think about it. Yeah. I mean, like super <laughs> obnoxious, kind of like you know what? Fuck off. Pardon my language. If I'm going to pay for this DVD, or I'm going to pay to go see your movie, I can. if I want to sit home and watch commercials on my cable TV that I also pay for, I'll do it. I mean, really, I mean sometimes it, it can bring the real world into something and make you yeah, feel more... Yeah, don't block out, don't like blur out a logo. No, I'm no, just no. saying, don't say the name. But don't be very specific. The, don't the McDonald's zoom thing the camera in too, on it. too specific, the McDonald's thing. Oh my god. Because yes. it was like, yellow arches... Let's say the word McDonald's, and then let's have you sat inside there yeah. and show several of their products. A whole scene of people bustling around yeah. and the counter behind them. Oh my word! And the new um, logo. You know, the like McDonald's have started doing this. Oh, let's try and compete with Starbucks. Here's our teas and coffees, and they're in these nice, cool. Yeah, let's just say we haven't eaten McDonald's for what five years since we watched Super Size Me. <laughs> yeah, I actually so watched Super Size Me and stopped eating McDonald's that right after it. And never at it again, so that movie worked on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so back on topic, Kathy Bates um, <laughs> wasn't that keen on it, even though I do like her yeah. uh, in general. Uh, Jaden Smith plays Jacob Benson. Now, this is um, Will Smith's real-life son who was in The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. I really like him. I yeah. think he's somebody to... I think he will, in the future, be... He gave some more than a weight to a lot of scenes, I felt... More than the grown-ups, to be honest. Yeah, I do. I think he was 
I think his scenes were more watchable than Kathy Bates. Because let's be honest, she's lost her husband a year ago. Uh, Keanu Reeves is an alien. Kathy Bates is some kind of tough. She speaks for the president. She's got her own. But that's all you know about them. The kid, you you kind of put together the whole scenario. He his mom died when he was little. The dad died a year ago. He's left with his stepmom and no dad. He's a little kid. You know what I mean? Like he's got more of a backstory and more of a. But in the original, he the kid was a big deal too. So and another movie. Um... You know, an end-of-the-world style movie with kids, which I really love and I would watch 50 times over this one, to be honest, is Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds, the Hmm. Spielberg one. Yeah. Now, I think that one, I really, you know, by 10 minutes into the movie, I had a huge connection with them. Just because of the way that, you know, Tom Cruise played, he was like a jerkish dad, and the kids were kind of tense with him a little bit, but when the shit hit the fan... They bonded together, and I really felt for them, you know. It took his time in that movie to build you to build little bits and pieces it as did. you go, which but of course was... a lot of people complain. Oh, it's so slow in the beginning. Uh, whatever. I think, but it, it makes I think a it huge difference. In ten minutes. Yeah, but I'm saying building up the people. Yeah, there's yeah. not anything until I really like that War of the Worlds. A lot of people didn't, but I actually think it's really good. I'm, you know, I since I. Very first saw it. A lot of people were like, oh, it's really bad. Now that's a remake that's a lot different from the original, but yeah. still, both hold up, I think, totally. Yeah, they do. I love those old sci fi movies. I need to get some In more fact, of those. War of the Worlds should have been a recommendation because it's so <laughs> near to this. Didn't you put it on your recommendation? No, but it's but it's so near to this if you think about it because it's a remake of a old one that was also beloved and, and very cutting edge in its time because. And yeah, the radio play. completely different kind of story, though. Yeah, but I just mean old sci-fi made into a new movie. This time, I don't think it's better than this one in World mm. Wars. I think I actually preferred the newer one, you know? Um, so, and then there's John Cleese as Professor Barnhart. I mean, I love John Cleese. He's, you know, Mr. Monty Python. It's a very small role. Still like to see him crop up in things. It's a know? small role, but a big part of... The overall yeah, and I think he's pretty convincing, but he's just oh, not sure. enough. Like he's like a genius guy who's won the Nobel Prize in science, yeah. and, and he's the that. one. If you've seen the original, the formula on the chalkboard where Keanu Reeves is like, mm, "You're close, but not quite." That's the interaction that goes on there. <clears throat> and um, this is directed by Scott Derrickson, who's. I had this discussion with you, with you this week. I said, I was looking at the doing the sheet for this, and I said. Oh, Day the Earth Stood Still. This is by a director who only did one of the film. How does that happen? How do they get like a yeah. $200 million picture and they've never done anything? And then we talked about Peter Jackson. How yep. It's just strange sometimes, isn't it? How it happens. Somebody goes, oh, I really love that one movie that that guy did. Or how it looked or whatever. And then they end up having them on board. Maybe maybe that's what we're feeling is a lack of experience and the guidance of the whole overall movie. Well, I, I think the pictures... I think, I think the actual movie... It comes across well, I think. I think it looks well. It's yeah, but we're talking about all the flaws. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. Director yeah, the could rein are, in the. I think the, the flaws is a little bit off, and the the castings. I don't know about the casting. I couldn't tell you if it would be better with my favorite actors in it. Right. That's the problem, there, isn't it? So then the casting is right. You know. I think take Jennifer Connelly's character, move her away from the science, and make her more. More of the humans that everybody that we should be wanting to save instead of part of that. Okay, this might be it. I'm pinpointing it. I get so irritated with movies when some big thing threatens humanity and like the established institutions kick in, like the government and all these secret agencies. Even Transformers. Now, if you separate, yeah, but if you separate that, give me 
some real people, like in Independence Day. Yeah, it's hokey and stupid. I'll give you that. But you're still identifying with people more than like this big. Con- you get a cross section in that one. You do. Yeah, totally. You get Jeff Goldblum, who is the scientist guy. You get the. Politi- He's not a scientist. He's Jeff Goldblum, a, a, a herbiologist, right? Herbiologist. No. Jeff is Goldblum isn't anything. He just works at that network, and he figured out the. Uh, the code and the thing. That's it. He's oh, a political... He's like an earth guy. I mean, he's like a environmentalist, but he's not a scientist Oh, I always no. thought he was a herbiologist or a... He figured out the code that was happening in the little message. Mm-hmm. So he might be a numbers guy, but that had nothing to do with what he was doing there. Well, I was saying you get a cross-section. You get the scientist guys. You get the... Uh, the dancer. The... Just the normal... Like, you even get a little scene... Like of... Um, Randy Quaid. Yeah, and his family. Just normal people. You get Jeff so that, that's probably the key. Judd Hirsch is just the raspy dad who's like, you know. Yeah. And then you get, yeah, so I like that. You mix in everything. Then it makes you feel like there's someone in this movie I care about enough when, to when, save when the I planet. Don't, I don't not care about scientists because they're very important, but <laughs> you don't relate to them as well. I guess that's the idea. Like, a, like when there's the plane full of scientists, you, you're kind of not like, oh, because there's like a man and his son and there's a <laughs> you know, and there's a, a school teacher with it. You know, you're not yeah. like that. You're just like, well, he's a real genius. He's a genius. He's a genius. That's the all you can think. Yeah, there is. There's oh, the kid's the only kind of like loose character in this movie who isn't b- like, a part of the not like some super genius. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, and so this director had only done the one film, and that's The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I've not seen that movie, but I've heard it's good. It's like a, a small horror movie, very different to this movie, but. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought, I don't know. See, we can't say that it was it was great, no. because, but then again, who knows what he had to work with, really, so. So let's move on to DVD extras, or Blu-ray extras in this case. This is um, a three-disc special edition. We mentioned the cover, which I, is kind of cool. It kinda is cool. cool. Um, you get the... Um, and if anybody reads my reviews, you're going to know, I don't ever say the cover is cool. Uh, maybe, no, oh one. my God, one out of a hundred... Because I hate them all. So you, so <laughs> so you I like get, this one. It's a three-disc set. You get the new Day of the Earth was still movie. You get the digital copy of uh, to put on your laptop or whatever. And you get the 1951. See, that's fantastic. Putting that in there. And the 1951 isn't a DVD, by the way. It's an actual high-definition Blu-ray version of the 1951 movie. So and it's not in widescreen, but it looks really crispy no, clear. Yeah, it's, it's super. It looks as good as this movie does. It's just black and white and full screen but, but that's uh, to me that's brilliant yeah so you know this is a good but this is good because you get two movies two you know two movies that relate <laughs> you're gonna say good movies <laughs> re- yeah i was gonna say two movies that relate to each other and i think the actual value comes from the 1951 movie in this box to be honest when i put this on my shelf to keep it's not necessarily for the keanu reason yeah so but you know it's nice to get them all you know what it tells me i think i said this last week that when they remade the movie and they're putting it in the box with the new one. They're not afraid of the old one. They're no. not afraid for you to go. Okay, it's a different movie. It may not be this, and you know, you compare them. Whereas other ones, they want to like distance themselves so they don't get compared. But I think that's pretty cool. So let's move on to the features. So on disc one, which is the disc with the main movie on it, the Canaries version, you get a commentary by the screenwriter, and these are. You press the coloured buttons on your Blu-ray player to access them during the movie. So you press one colour and the commentary will start off. You press the other colour and you'll get this picture-in-picture bonus view thing, which 
it shows you interviews and stock footage uh, and storyboards is the other one. So there is a... It's kind of like what Universal do, you control, but it's Fox's version, right. they call it... Um, and those things are not separate either. You can't find them on another menu and just watch them. You have to watch them. They're in, in movie experience, they call them. Right. Uh, and then you get um, something called Build Your Own God, the inter- <laughs> interactive experience. <laughs> should we, should, are you going to admit the... Uh, you going to tell them the end of this story? So, this is, the, this is like a little game you play. It's not really a game, even. So, so you get Gort, who's the big creature and the villain kind of thing in the movie. Not necessarily a villain. Anyway, <laughs> you get him, and you can change his head and change his body, kind of like those like little things, little it's flash like a paper games. doll. Yeah. And then you're supposed to press finished, and then he's supposed to transform in front of your very eyes, but he never did. Nope. It just kept cracking the screen or something. Yeah, like, well, you know, like when he's in the furnace thing and the screen mm-hmm. cracked. It just kept doing that, but then it kept doing that and doing that and doing that. And after I pressed the button about 25 20. times, I said, let's just... Go away. This isn't a very good game. <laughs> <laughs> so it does it does let you build your own, because I did design one, but then when I press finished it, reverted back to the original so one. So basically you're just supposed to change it and change it and change it and change it. I think my it. version looked pretty cool. It did look cool. <clears throat> I'm uh, sorry about that. <laughs> so um, then there's deleted scenes, which there is two or three of, and nothing. none of them are very good. Nope. They don't add nothing, they don't... In fact, one of them, interesting, there's this scene where <laughs> they take Keanu Reeves. They're in the government facility. Let's call him Cluto or whatever his name Clato, is. Clatu. They take him in a wheelchair, restrained, down a corridor. In the, This is in the movie. Down a corridor and then into this room to have this lie detector test. Now, the deleted scene is them taking him down more than one corridor <laughs> yeah. and around a corner in the dark... Because it was really dark, and then and with more dudes following. Yeah, him. and then it down another corridor, and then round another bend, and then close up of his restraints and, and his then, feet, and then through a door. So I said to you, so is that what <laughs> is that to say that this room with the guy with the lie detector is further inside the building than he <laughs> seen? Yeah, it was absolutely nothing. It looked it? a little silly with like twelve guys walking behind. It was him. also like I was watching it thinking, okay, they're taking him in the room. I know that, so this just seems like almost comedic. Clint Eastwood wouldn't have any of that time-wasting crap, would he? He'd no. be, let's get to the point. <laughs> um, and then we have Reimagining the Day documentary, which I actually thought was pretty good, and I think Fox do good extras on their Blu-ray disc, um, or DVDs. It's like a... It's not... It's produ- a produced kind of documentary, but I think it went into everything. It went into, mm-hmm. like, the showed you lots of clips from the original movie, like comparisons between the stories, how they cast everybody, leading up to spe- everything really. I thought it was, and it was like you know, forty minutes. Did you like that one? Yeah, I think it. I think I get a little bored with those packaged ones now. I like the, you know, some dude has a handheld and just walks around the. Yeah, set. those are good too. They're, and then they talk about stuff, and then they kind of cut an image of this or that in to refer you, and instead <clears> of a you know that they've had a team of people putting together those extras. So, it's okay. And it's, it's fairly long if yeah. you want to have, you know, there's plus, value there. Plus so, there's a couple more 20-minute ones there. So. If you're a big fan, yeah, well, the, then there is the Unleashing God feature, which explains all about how they went through so many revisions of God. They started designing all these kind of weird creatures and 
then all of a sudden they decided, oh, maybe we should just have a man. Because there was a man on the... Yeah, exactly. In fact, they drew, they drew all these crazy creatures out and they went into a room to discuss them all. And because all these crazy creatures, they wanted to show scale, they drew a man in the corner of the pictures to show the scale. And they were showing them all off and then one, one of the guys said, I think it should be more like that man in the corner, which was a nothing. It didn't even have a face, it was just a man and that's how they designed. Nice. So, so there's that. Um, that lasts about 20 minutes. But now that you've told them, they don't have to watch it. <laughs> well, there's more than that. And then there's watching the skies uh, in search of extraterrestrial mm. life featurette. Now, this is another like 20 minute featurette, but it is the standard, as what we I, what like I, to yeah. call it, People, scientist type people... Talking about something scientists in quotation no, marks. Yeah, something that nobody has any idea about. Really. I said it sounds like crazy people <clears throat> talk about aliens, yeah. and they talk about it so seriously, and that when the day comes, and 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 we're not prepared, and the evidence clearly shows, yeah. and but you know, and you're just like, we've on. seen many featurettes like this. I would like to be that committed to some idea like that. It'd make life so much more fun. And then there's the day the Earth was green featurette, which is another twenty minute produced one about. You know, in, with an environmentalist yes. slant to it, let's say. And then there are still galleries, which we went through a few of them. They're still galleries. I mean, I always think, oh yeah, these are still galleries. These are scenes from the film. I could just pause the film and get a better look. Yeah, at least the ones that are behind the scenes are a little more, like if a there was behind the scenes, but we just happened to look didn't at didn't get ones. to the production. Yeah. Ones. Then there's a so yeah. The still gallery is split into three sections. Concept art, storyboards, and production photos. We saw the production photos. Um, then there's... It's enhanced for D-Box motion control systems. I just wish I had one of those, but we don't. Um, there's Disc 2 is a digital copy of the uh, the, the new day the Esther still for your portable media player or your uh, laptop. And Disc 3 is the original 1951 movie on Blu-ray. Now, there's also theatrical trailers on there, too. Um... I want to say something about this Blu-ray disc. It looked and sounded really good. Like, the sound was like out of this world. It was supposed to be, I guess. Right? But the sound during... Most of it, but particular scenes, when the big sphere appears at the beginning, it makes this weird noise that I can't quite place what was happening. There was this... And it was like the whole room was doing it. Yeah. I was trying to like... Where is that coming from? Like, because it's either coming from the bass bin or it was coming from every speaker and the bass bin, but I couldn't place where it was coming from. It was weird. Did you? Like, all the time. It was almost like a low rum, rumble. Kinda. But, but, I don't um, notice sound as much as you, but I did think when that first was touching down and there's kind of like this big poof of dust that kind of barrels out because it's landing. And I was like, oh, because the sound rushing past you was really good. I yeah. That, you know, that there's dust. a lot of that in this yeah. movie. I thought I found it. Towards the end, too, some of the big set piece stuff, it just sounded crazy, like stuff going behind and this weird... Because there's this otherworldly noise that they did when this thing appears. And God makes this funny noise, too. Which you're yeah. kind of like, whoa, what is that noise? It, you know, like I've never... Or, is it something like a motorcycle played backwards or something? Something yeah. weird where I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know what that is, but it's kind of unsettling. They're from, they're from another world, so... And yeah, and God does put out this weird, like, high-pitched shrill to, to oh, yeah. um, make people, uh, you know, stop what they do. Fall doing. on the floor. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I thought picture and sound was really good. Uh, movies... 
I noticed during the extras, it's artificially made darker than it's supposed to be. Do you get what I mean? Because like when you saw them filming it in the filming some scenes in the tri- in the extras, it looked really well lit and stuff. But then when you see that scene in the movie, it's kind of darker than it than that. So I think they and as somebody said in the extras, we put a dark sheen over the whole movie in the post processing to give it more of a gritty kind of feel. So it's kind of a darkish movie, but. You know when stuff when you need to see stuff, it's there. It doesn't it's like, look gritty though. It just looks and it doesn't look polished. dull or you know like it's desaturated at all. It's very colorful, you know, as yeah. it, as it should be. So you like? I that, mean, it's a real world colorful kind of that picture of the, uh, you know, you can. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a picture of a truck driving along, but you know that's I really like the look of that. Yeah, that was really good. So yeah, I think it's a good. Plus, you also get the old movie in high definition, which is also a bonus. Um, but I think it's actually a good set. How much is it? Uh, for this three disc, I imagine thirty dollars. Do you like getting two movies? You know, I, and I do feel that, that is a those extras are actually quite substantial because sometimes you feel a bit ripped by it. It's like a ten minute thing and a three minute thing. Are they one of those companies that's gonna, when they send their movies to rental places that they will not have the extras? I think on Blu-ray. I think you get what... Well, if you got that from Netflix, they wouldn't send you all three discs. Right. They would send you the main disc, so you wouldn't get the old movie anyway. You'd have to get that separate, I guess. So, um, but if you buy it, I would say... See, I, I don't particularly like it, the new one. Yeah. But the old one I really like, so... But it's not worth $30. But I would... I know you can buy the old one for about 20 on its own, on Blu-ray. So I would rather buy this and just have both anyway, yeah. you know? Because it's, it's not a disaster, this movie. It, I, I actually, when I've been saying it's kind of a bad movie, I think it is, but I'm also comparing it a lot to the original one, which some people would say and is... And I t- don't think it's a bad movie at all. I think it has flaws, but it's not a bad movie. It's I, All I can say is it didn't captivate me the entire time, which I was hoping it would have, because that, I, it's yeah. my up my alley, this kind of movie. I like But that it. doesn't make it bad. No. So... 10,000 BC was not a good movie. No, that was terrible. So, <laughs> so we can use that as the benchmark. <laughs> it's way better than that one. So, so conclusion, um, for me, it's not by... I would definitely rent it... Unless you really want the old one. Yeah. If, it's that, if you, you know, just for completeness sake, you want them both in one box, it's, it's probably fair to say that you should get this version of it. Wait a couple months, the price will probably go down. Yeah, because I do know that the original is still $20, the 1951 on its own. So you are getting this movie for 10 so. Um So yeah, that's the day the earth stood still. Thank you to Fox for that one. And, uh, you know, what did you say? You look kind of, would you rent it? Um, you just reminded me too, one of the things I thought while it was going on. There's not enough of the earth standing still for me. No, There's a very fact, brief moment when the lights all go off and the trucks and cars all stop and the sound all goes off very briefly. And uh, in the original, go... it was kind of like we're going to hold you captive by turning off all of your machines, yeah, yeah. all of your electricity. It was more of an impact. In this one, it was kind of like off, on. And then it kind of went away. Because when you said the name, the day the earth stood still, that doesn't, I really, guess there was the that doesn't really come in there very often. And there's a scene where, yeah, well, Kavi Bates is in the powers going Yeah. Up. 
but that's, that's it. it. Really, yeah. And there's no big, you know. So they didn't turn um, our cell phones off. I say both of them are worth watching for sure. Uh, definitely watch the for old one first, though. I would watch the old one first too, mm-hmm. because. I would not spend $30. If you were handing me that DVD with both the movies and the extras, I say $17. But then I did say that maybe if I hadn't seen the original, I would have gone into this one more open, more mm. like, okay, I know nothing. So maybe it would have been more in- entertaining. Because for this That's one, true. this one was still entertaining, but more so the first 30 minutes more so than the rest of it for me. So there you go. I don't know if that makes it a good <laughs> Make your own mind up. Okay, movie recommendations this week. I wanted to just go for... Uh, well, I just watched the Matrix trilogy on Blu-ray recent, just recently, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've seen the Matrix trilogy a lot of times. And I've seen it again. And um, I wanted to recommend it because Keanu Reeves' Matrix trilogy. Matrix trilogy, brilliant. Still think it is brilliant. I still like all three of them as well. I think they're all very three very different movies. Um what forming a whole thing because yep. they are very different There's a to- the tone of all three is t- completely different um, and my other one because I had a Jennifer Connelly movie that I really liked and my favourite one of all the ones she's been in is Requiem for a Dream which is so disturbing and the weirdest one of the weirdest movies you've probably ever seen it will definitely freak you out it's also on the sci-fi list isn't that weird? yeah because it's not because it's fantasy but it's not I mean it's like tiptoe mm, fantasy weird. It'll yeah. freak you out. It's Anti-reality weird. thing. I haven't seen it for so long. I'd like to see it again. It's really good. My recommendations, thank you for asking, are Real Men. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It has, um, I was calling him Jack Tripper, but he's not Jack Tripper. John, you know, from Our Man Upstairs or whatever it's called. Um, and Jim Ritter. Belushi. Yes, John Ritter and James Belushi. It is another one. What I, what I wanted to do is think of movies where the alien thing was plunked in there that I actually cared about. I mean, it's goofy. It's not super good quality. It's like a goofy late 80s, maybe early 90s movie. James Belushi and John Ritter. Yes. And it's kind of funny and it's got a message too and it's got the little alien thing tapped in there. But it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And uh, kind of makes me sad to think about it. John Ritter died. But the other one is... I think Belushi did too. Jim Belushi did not die. Did he not? No, that was... I mean, James Belushi's in it, not... The James, not Belushi from Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. His brother, isn't it? His brother's in it. Um, and Cocoon was another alien movie that isn't like your standard, we're barreling in, we've got the establishment coming at us with guns and all this other stuff. It's a more life, symbiotic, and uplifting kind of thing. And I re- and that's oh, also an I've got to throw another one out there now then. But so minor Cocoon and Real Men. Because... Close Encounters, and, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Excellent. Very when excellent. I was watching this movie, actually, when that <laughs> sphere came down, and it's, when I say it sounded and looked... And you hear that... You know, that, when yeah. I said it sounded and looked amazing, I was thinking, Close Encounters of the Third Kind on Blu-ray in, my, in the home theatre, I reckon that'll be, like, mind-blowing, because I've not seen it for a long time, and you know that where it goes, do, 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 ah. Yeah, exactly. How good would that be? I've got to go and get that. <laughs> you do. And another one that I like about Aliens is Men in Black. It's really fun, you know. I was trying to think of good alien movies that aren't... A- I mean, Alien is, of course, my all-time favorite. Alien, Aliens. Alien, um, for me. Predator is one of my very all-time favorite alien movies. Even Alien vs. Predator, not a great movie, but I like the the mythology and all that about it, about it and everything. But when you're just talking about, like, 
try and and Independence Day. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of them. Event Horizon was pretty good. Event Horizon, not yeah, creepy, but yeah. yeah, but not necessarily aliens, but space. Yeah. That's more of a space thing, but so um, those are mine. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind Blu-ray. I'm gonna have to dig that up because that sounds good. Uh, so. Yeah, we've said thank you to Fox and all that stuff. Contest, see the sites for details. Next week's uh, review will be Sin City, the recut, oh. extended, unrated Blu-ray. It's been a long, long time coming, this movie, because I think it's one of the movies for Blu-ray, because it's like so amazing Stylized. looking. Stylized. I think my, it looks me. It's made the way I like to draw, so that's why I was drawn to it visually. And it's Robert Rodriguez, and I'm sure it'll have a bunch of good extras, because he always... 15 minute film school and all that I just wish you didn't have that one chick in it I just don't like her I've come to the Who? conclusion except for in 25th hour Rosario Dawson oh I quite like her in Sin City I know you do because <laughs> she's like naked mostly but, um, but I'm just saying she's yeah, one of the naked this new version of Sin City there's like the theatrical version and then there's like they've split the four stories into four separate little movies so you can watch it that way too and they're the ones that are extended so I think we'll watch it the extended way the new way because we've already seen the theatrical one. Is that you making the man choice? We're gonna watch it this way. Well, we've never seen it that way. And so. we've got Mickey Rourke, which we haven't. We haven't. We saw the wrestler, and then thinking back, like how many movies have we seen of him in recent years? And that's one of them where he's. I thought he was one of the best things about Sin City. So, yeah. So Sin City next week, um, and games and a scully stuff. Not Game. much on your list today. Yeah, well, it's been a real games quiet week for... Stuff. Games and a scully stuff, yeah. That's your little touch there on the end. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, um, there's not been much out this week. We've been playing more Resident Evil 5. It's the game that keeps on giving, that's what I said to my friend. <laughs> Every time we play it, it unlocks something new and we just want to play it some more, so we're still playing it. And we've been playing it for two months nearly. So, that's a good game. I'd get that one. You played a little Castle Crashers last night, too, with yeah, friend and nephew. Castle Crashers is fun. He's like, that's pretty cool. It's like, there's little guys with square heads and the things in there, and you kind of hit each other, and then there's this little thing floating around, or a dog or something. He was laughing and I'm when... like, do you totally understand? He's like, not really. He was laughing when... Um, there's a lot of... Uh, in Castle Crashers, there's a lot of poo stuff. There's like... <laughs> oh, right. There's this one scene where, like, a bear comes on the screen and starts having a poo. And he's like... Nice. <laughs> And there's all poo coming out. And then there's one where a deer goes flying across the screen with poo squirting out of his bum. He liked that. Is this appropriate for a 12-year-old? He seemed to like it. He was like, oh, look at that. I so, see. Oh. When- I don't think it's M-rated or anything. It's just poo. <laughs> Animals pooing. So, you can um, see that on Discovery. And then the other thing is, Outrun, I mentioned this last week, Outrun Online Arcade for the Xbox Live Arcade. It came out on Wednesday. Outrun is... Um, Sega's long-running arcade. It started off as an arcade machine, one with the steering wheel. So if you've ever been in an arcade in the 80s, you've probably played it. There's You're in a Ferrari, there's you, there's a blonde chick by your side. You drive, It's and, and it was a sit-down cabinet with a steering wheel. Now, it's also been on the consoles, Dreamcast, throughout the years, you know? So this is its latest version, even though it's not a new version, it's just a remake of the 1996 version. But on Xbox Live Arcade. Now, it's great. Absolutely cool. It's got achievements. It's fun. It only costs $8 or whatever it is. Now, this week, I decided to dig out... I've got the um, PC version. I actually dug the disc out and installed it this week. And that's what I was playing this afternoon, the PC oh, right. version. 
the PC version, and then I went and looked it up on Steam. Cost nine ninety nine. Ah. Now the PC version is about three times the game the Xbox version is. It's got a single player mode where you can race different tracks and compete for different things, and there's a career kind of thing. It's also got like all these different modes, whereas the 360 version is just a single player mode, which is nothing. It's just like go from A to B and you're done. One race. It takes about eight minutes. That's it. You can do it over and over again and get a better time. And then it has a multiplayer version. Now, the PC version has all that stuff plus loads more stuff. And, and online? It, they cost about the same price. Yeah, and online. And I'm not going to find a lot of people playing that game, though, online. No, I, I, did, <laughs> I did try and find an online game and there was nobody playing it. But if you like the single player on the on the outrun on the 360, I would actually, and you've got a PC that can handle, you know, games. I would buy the PC version because I was playing this afternoon. and I was like, wow, why they took all this stuff out? Because this is the fun stuff. Right. There's this mode where you have to you're driving with the girlfriend and she's telling you to do stuff. She'll say like, I want you to drift more, and if you drift more, you get new points. So you have to listen to what she's saying and do what she wants, like. Now, that is in the 360 version, but it's kind of cut down. It's really, really small. In the PC version, it's like a whole thing. So, for the same price, I would probably mm. go for the PC. So, I just, you know, you can spend $8 or... I think it might have been $10 on Xbox, or you can pay $10 on Steam, depending on what you've got. Um, there are no games coming out still for the next few weeks. So, you know, if anything crops up, I'll mention it. But June, Sims 3. <laughs> That's not we'll long. mention that every week. Are we in May? We're in April, so yeah. it's still a while off. Um, what have you got? I've got what's for dinner, which is turkey burgers, my special compilation of turkey burgers, roasted asparagus, um, mushrooms. What do, you, what do you call them? Yes, sautéed mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I think while... Oh, tomato. Slices of tomato. I think while we're eating, I don't know, we'll watch um, Britain's Got Talent. Heck yeah. I love that show. Yeah, I should mention that. And then I was just going to say, yesterday you got outside and mowed the yard for the first time. I did. It was very hot and sweaty and it was actually more... I do a treadmill every day. I felt more physically exhausted doing that. There's a website, you know, you can go look up roughly how many calories you would have been burning. Doing It has like hundreds of activities. I, I actually timed how long I was out there, 40 minutes. So I just put it down as a 40 minute walk. Oh, yeah. Because I was walking all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, know I go fairly fast. Though. Oh, and I was going to mention, I, I bought a couple of like five pound dumbbell things. Just five pounds. But doing this thing where you put your hand up to stretch this back muscle here to get rid of the granny flab. It actually feels really good, surprisingly. You know, makes your arms feel right. better. You know, on games and A Scully stuff, there's another thing I wanted to mention. We're rewatching Doctor Who. Um, we yeah. decided to go back to. Eccleston's I've been first. watching it most of the week, and uh, our nephew has been watching it as well. And I asked him, "Oh, which Doctor Who do you like?" And he goes, "Oh, that Eccleston one. I really like him." So he's a man after my own heart. Because <laughs> he, he did like him. He likes Eccleston. No, he says he likes him better. He's funnier. He, he likes how he talks. Right. Because he's a northern, a northern guy. Yeah, and he's kind of funny, isn't he? He's really he? liking it, but, you know, I wonder, I said today, you're cramming all this into, like, a few weeks, you know. When we watched it, it was spread out of over those four years, but you're getting it all, like, one, maybe two, three episodes in a day, if he does his homework I and all that the best kind way. of stuff. 
and he's you, just you he's captivated. I mean, he wiggles around and gets on the floor, and you think, are you really paying attention? But he is. He's really he liked the TV one, the the where the woman was in the TV. And he the, said to me his favorite ones were the, the faces off. was the Cyberman. Oh the, yeah, the, the rise of the Cyberman. Yeah, I yeah. love that one, and he really liked the uh, Dalek mm. finale of uh, season one. Right. It's kind of heartbreaking, though, when you lose Christopher Eccleston if you really liked him. And he's yep. like, oh, no, he's not there anymore. It's the other guy. But then, you know, three... You move on. Yeah, by the end, you'll probably like And to guy. be honest, I've watched four or five of them over the course of the days, and I like Rose better now than I did before. Rose is my favorite. I've got a soft spot for her. I still think Donna's my favorite, but uh, I didn't like Rose that much before. But watching her again, I'm seeing, looking closer and watching <clears throat> closer, and I like her. And if you've no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> Doctor Who... It's available on DVD, seasons one, two, three, and four, which is, it's the new Doctor Who. It's like they... Yeah, it's been on Sci-Fi Channel. They, yeah. Well, they are available in them. I own the DVDs. And, and Torchwood is the other spin-off series, which you can also buy on DVD. We'll be moving on that to that afterwards. They, de- sure. they definitely will. If you like Sci-Fi in any way, and you have, you know, they're excellent small... Yeah, watching them again, too, <clears> because as things go on, things are revealed and connected to earlier episodes, and then you go, oh, I the, was face, watching the episode. face of Bo, and I was I don't say why, but I was like, oh, right, And I, I was watching an episode, one of the very first episodes, and one of the members of Torchwood was there. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with Torchwood, but she was there, and she was saying something. I was like... Oh, I thought you said she was Tosh. She wasn't in Torchwood yet, because it didn't exist. But she was that character. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Before she was recruited, right? So... She was talking to the doctor, and I was like, really? Right. I didn't even think that she ever met him. So, you know, there's things like that. After the fact, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. See, it's cool. It's a, it's it a- really threads together well if you watch it. Especially, that's why it is good for somebody to watch it, like, all of it quick. There's, what, there's a guy at work who I set encouraged to watch it, right? He's Mr. Intellectual. So he watched it, and he's like, okay, how many times is he going to save the world? I'm like, that's the Every idea. <laughs> What do you want? You want him to like have a family settle down and eat some dinner? What are you to, talking about? Like, like one episode That's his role as a time lord is to save all of all of the galaxy. Like the constantly. one episode where he just stands in the TARDIS and has a curry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just standing around. <laughs> you know, like yeah. somebody need you know, there has to be a threat and there has to be okay, if it gets repetitive for you, fine, but I could probably watch fifty of them. It actually around. doesn't get repetitive Not to me at all. Because I know what's I know there's gonna be something and then he'll save the day, but it's always something slightly different. Um and and you know, the show, because it can go back and forward in time or wherever. Yep. Alien worlds our world, whatever. It makes it different for enough for me. And recur- they, what they do really well in Doctor Who is recurring characters. Mm-hmm. They drop a character in, make you care about them just a little bit, and then they become something more important than you thought like they were going to be. Like Captain Jack. Or Harriet Jones, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like nothing, and then you're like, wow, Harriet Jones, I love her. Like, totally. It's only a few episodes down. So they're really good at that. And, um, you know, it, the one that was on on Bank Holiday... The one, the one that we just saw. The latest one. I thought that one was really good too, you know. That's probably the one that most people... If people haven't seen Doctor Who, maybe they saw that one. But um, Maybe not in America. Probably not been on yet. So, because we're not in America, we're in a, we're in a media <laughs> dimension of our own. Right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> How exciting. That makes turkey burgers sound really boring. So, thank you for listening to our show. And I want to remind you about our websites. ascoli.com, sidtar.com. Twitter.com, not that that's our website, but Twitter.com <laughs> slash A Scully, Twitter.com slash Sid Talk, 
Um, Xbox Live, Ascoli Live, Sib Talk, you're called, right? I am called Sib Talk. I've had quite a few, few people add me as a friend this week because they listen to our podcast and they sent me a message. And we both put stuff on there all the time, so, so mine's not, mine doesn't always have a theme. <laughs> I don't, we neither one have a, it's not like you constantly post about movies and I constantly post about movies. Oh, I was talking about random Xbox Live. Thing. Oh, Xbox Live, I thought you were talking about Twitter still. Twitter as well, yeah. Right, we both say things, you just never know. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I'll, I say that it's going to be about movies, and and some of it is. But yeah, I will. you post a lot of links to things and links to gaming things. I try and to technology. put some interesting stuff in there. And sometimes mine is just a random complaint about life <laughs> and other stuff. My complaint about life right now is it's like weird, humid, kind of sticky, and my kind of. everything feels wet. Maybe it's just you. My testes are stuck to my leg. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, um, you can get this. <laughs> now, you know, why wouldn't you want you another episode of this? <laughs> After that. You need to go on Twitter and post that. My testes are stuck to my whole leg. <laughs> it's so damp in here. Uh, it's like a moist weirdness. You know? I am not like that. So, A, I don't have, well, testes, don't have testes. And B, I don't feel sweat. It's not sweat. It's more like I just feel kind of wet. It's weird. I felt like that all day. It just feels kind of... Well, it's, it's humid, isn't it? It's yeah. Cool. So, anyway. You can get this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, or the RSS feed. Go to ascoli.com, click podcast, subscribe, or listen to all 66 in a row, and come back next week and fi- share your findings. Yeah, watch all 66 in a row listen. in one week. Yes. <laughs> and come back with a... We would like a 3,500-word essay on the subject. <laughs> Please. Um, and email ascoli at but don't email sidtalk at and stay classy Keanu Reeves keep um, doing what you're doing yeah keep doing what you're doing because that's what you're good at <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna say thank for yourself some aliens gonna come around and do it for you